Wasn't that a special treat? It's so good to have our pastor exhort us before we come. Amen. Amen. So, surprise. <laughs> Amen. So, um, I really won't be before you long. That is my goal, my hope. Um, hallelujah. Stand to your feet, um, guys. I just... Um, I just really want to talk to you and share what's on my heart, what the Lord's been been doing. I was up early this morning and changing some things, rearranging. But amen, as we go before the throne of God, I, I, I listen, that song champion is going to stick, man. We're going to get it, y'all. We're going to get it. We're going to sing with y'all boldly. We be like, <laughs> but uh, as we go, we're already in the presence of the Lord, but I want you to think about the chorus of the words, and if we can put it back up on the screen. And as I pray, I'm not asking the key just to softly sing it, because that's really what the Lord's been saying and really want to say and get across to us, that the more we can recognize, recognize, that he is that he is our champion that when he speak and when he spoke that's us and we're gonna experience what he has for us today amen so I want to help those that are new that anytime anyone gets before you and declares the word of God that you can make a pull. Make a pull on the grace of God that's in me. Make a pull on the anointing. If you have to do a gesture right now, I, I encourage you right now, draw from the well that never runs dry. Yeah, yeah. Because he's here to, to meet every need. So Lord, we, we, we open up our hearts to you. We thank you for pouring out your spirit. We thank you that you're leading and directing me as I'm under the influence of the anointing to minister to your people, to declare a word. Let wisdom and revelation and knowledge be made manifest in this house, God. As our man of God declared that we're in your house and we're casting every care upon you because your burden is easy and your yoke is light. So we make a pull today. A pull on the anointing. A pull on the grace. A pull on what your word says, God. Let the manifested gifts of God be resounding in this house. Because, Lord, we know that we are bearers of the miraculous. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Hallelujah. 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 Take it. Hallelujah. We're going to follow the Lord today. What I have, I, I can't give to you, but what you need is the Holy Ghost. Oh, we, we press in. We press in. Hallelujah. To all that you have for us. Oh, we love you, Holy Ghost. Come on, just magnify him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, what he have is forevermore. You're our champion. Hallelujah. 
Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Oh, I, what you have need of is the Lord. What you have need of is the presence of the Lord. Oh, Lord, we have need of you, Holy Ghost. Every care, we have need of you. Oh, make a pool on your God, your God. Say, God, I'm thirsty. The God, I'm hungry for you. So I'm seeking after you today. Lord, we know that I'm the instrument. Give him a wave. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. As we respond to the, the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. What we need most is the Holy Ghost. I'll tell you, I'll tell you, I can't live without him. Hallelujah. We're on a journey. Hallelujah. Man, if you want to know how to get in, if we that's what we're here for, that, that the Holy Ghost will take control. We lose control to gain you, Lord. More of you and less of us. Lord, we need you. Oh, we're hungry. We're hungry for you. Oh, we love you, Lord, we love you. If you want to know how to, to lean in, this is how you lean in. You just go after the Spirit. Pray in the Holy Ghost. What we need is Him. What we need is Him. Oh, we love you, 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 Lord. You're our champion, Father. Come on, come on. Raise your hand. Give him praise. Surrender it all. You're our champion, Father. Oh, we worship you, we honor you, we love you, we bless you. We step in, we step in. We step in, we step in. We put our confidence in you. Oh, we lose control. We give you glory. A heart of thanksgiving, God. We love you. We thank you. Oh, we honor you. Oh, we honor you. We love you. We praise you, God. We thank you, Holy Spirit. We honor you, Holy Spirit. Just a little bit longer. Hallelujah. Lord, we hang out with you today. Oh, we worship you. We honor you. We step in. Press in a little bit more. Come on. Come on. He said, can you tarry just a little bit longer? Oh, we honor you. We honor you. We honor you. Take us higher in you, Lord. 
We thank you, Lord, that we have wings as an eagle. Oh, we love you, Lord. Oh, we love you, Lord. Oh, we honor you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. What a time, what a time, what a time it is. Oh, we honor you, we love you, Holy Ghost. Oh, we love you, Holy Ghost. Tell him you love him. Oh, we honor you, Holy Ghost. What we need is you, we welcome you, we honor you, we want to know you. Come on, tell them. We want to know you. We want to know you. We want to know you. We want to know about you. We want to know what you like. We want to know what you want to hear. Oh, hallelujah. Ha, 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 ha. Oh, my God, my God, my God, my God, my God. Come on, give him praise. Magnify his name. Oh, you are worthy. You are worthy, God. You are worthy of our worship. You are worthy of our worship. Hallelujah. You're worthy of our praise. You are worthy. You are worthy, Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. Ooh, hallelujah. If you can stand, if you can sit, hallelujah, just hallelujah. Hallelujah. That's what the Lord wants to share with you today. The cost of living spirit-led, you can have a seat, a spirit-led life by the Holy Ghost. Amen. But in order to do that, we have to practice. We got to practice it. We got to live in it. We got to roll in. I know you. Listen, when you hang out with the Holy Ghost, you get sleepy. You be like, man. But I, I'm, I'm finding out what he's doing is he's releasing. I'm messing with you, brother. But I, seriously, what he's doing is he's, we're breathing them in and we're breathing out all that junk, all that toxins, the things that uh, keep us down, the things that, um, that weigh us down and things like that. But as I was praying today on my way, trying to make it, There's a passage that says that, oh, let the spirit of the, uh, oh, hear what the spirit of the Lord is saying, you know, that he says to the churches. But as I was praying in the spirit, the Lord was like, oh, curling, what the spirit of the Lord is saying to Winner's Church. I was like, well, amen, you got something to say. Say it, Jesus. And what he was saying is that so, uh, since Hilda had spoken, really, just this part, but. When you start hearing pastor, like, begin to deal, the spirit God begins to deal with pastor, and he starts declaring, or he starts giving us messages. That's what I want to get to. That really, it's the spirit of the Lord trying to communicate something to us. But, like, if we're out, or we're not missing it, or we're kind of not focused, that day, we kind of miss out. 
So I really want you to tune your ear to hear from this day forward because this is why. What the Spirit of the Lord was saying um, when Hilda was saying, her message was called, Inconsistency Lies the Power. And then at Healing Room, the Lord was saying, Faith. And then the day he said, The cost of living is the Spirit-led life by the Holy Ghost. So we're going to do what we did in school. You know how we're going to fill in the blanks. Oh, now, God is just real simple. He said, so the Spirit of the Lord is saying the winners is inconsistency lies the power, the faith to walk spirit-led with the Holy Ghost. I was like, come on now. I said, I ain't that smart to make that up. I, it just came to me while I was in the Holy Ghost. I was like, well, come on, Jesus. We'll take it. Amen. We will definitely take it. So there you go. There you have it. We can go home now. That's it. Now, come, uh, go to Acts 10. I wish, I wish there was it, but that, that's enough to sink your teeth in. Uh, one of the things uh, I, I love that Pastor's going to be talking about, the miraculous, but I want you to declare today that you are the bearers of the miraculous. And I believe when Pastor prophetically spoke it out, he was wanting us to say it to build our faith for what he's getting ready, the Lord is about to release. Because you got to know, you know, a bearer is one that carries. Come on now. One that carries. So what are we carrying? We're carrying the anointing. We're carrying the gifts of God. What, that's what he's been saying all year. Getting us ready. And now he's saying you're the bearers of the miraculous. And then today we're the champions. We, we, we are who God says we are. We, we can do what he says we can do. Well, therefore, that's why we're the bearers of the miraculous. So today, he wants us to really get our mind to really focus and be real paying attention to what he's saying to us, especially now in 2023. And really, if you look over your life, he's already spoken. He's just releasing from heaven what he's already said. So the Bible declares that, that what he says in heaven, it bears witness in the earth. Because we're the declarers. We're the ones that's going to speak it out. We're the ones that's going to bring it to the earth. I don't know where I'm going. I'm just going to go. So I'm just going to go. I got notes, though. I do got notes. And we are going to Acts 10. So Marissa, if you can put that up. But this is one of the most uncomfortable things that I'm finding out. I'm a pacer. Um, when Don Miss Donna Shambach came, it was such a, a, I don't know, she stirred me up. I mean, I was absolutely stirred up and empowered. I wouldn't even say that there was some form of impartation, but at some point of when she began to speak, I literally saw her dad. I felt that tangible power of the anointing. And it changed me. It changed me. It, it activated me, really. But the, the thing is, is that um, God has activated us today. He's activated us, whether you know it or not. The anointing is always at work. The anointing is always um, working in us, the indwelling of his spirit. But he wants us to become more aware of it. 
more aware that it's not something that we have to work up. Sometimes when we, um, I don't know, this is how my mind works, so if it ain't you, don't worry about it. It's fine, but I, I know I think different. But sometimes you can kind of think, well, I got to work something up to do what God wants you to do or called you to do. But God is like, it's already in you. So we're going to make a pool and get the deposit out. But it has to be stirred up and activated. So I was praying that all this week that it activates, you guys, that the gift of God, that the, uh, the flame, the fire of God will activate the anointing in you. That it would activate and charge you and propel you into the presence of God. Because that's where you're going to reveal and he's going to reveal to you his instructions. Amen. So let's go to Acts 10. I like my phone. I just brought the word, uh, my Bible just for showing purposes only. <laughs> oh, come on. It's just a little bit of us, but we're going to have a good time. <laughs> I am so serious. <laughs> when did you never know, Miss Kurt? Well, okay, I'm not going to say it. Lord, we glorify you. Jesus is his name. So a lot of people don't know how, um, you know, I come to be. But one of the things, the awesome things about God, God will do whatever it takes to get you to the earth. And why I say this is because when I was born, it was basically out of confusion. You had a, a, a Baptist, uh, I guess, backslidden Baptist boy who met a Jehovah's Witness girl in Omaha, Nebraska. He was in military, and they said, hey, we're going to get together, get married, and make us a curling. <laughs> I know, confusing. I was like, they don't even match. Didn't y'all know y'all was unequally yoked? <laughs> How did that work out? I mean, who brought who home? I don't even know. <laughs> but God will do whatever it takes. So with that, you know, my mom and them got divorced or whatever. I'm the middle child. I'm not going to ask you, can you tell? It doesn't matter. But the, the middle child is, 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 is very different, I, I, I believe, because you're not really the first <laughs> and you're not the last. You're in the middle, right? But it's like, I don't know, was mama taking a break or what, was you a uh ooh, ooh or what? I mean, was you the reconcile, baby? We don't know. We just really don't know. But. My mama told me early that I was the reconciled baby. I was like, I wasn't even born again. So early on, I'm going somewhere with that. Early on, she got me familiar with that word reconcile. You know, and it's only here since being at Winners, I really knew what reconcile me really meant. I mean, it's in the word of God. And so, you know, as I was studying, you know, Jesus came to reconcile us back to God, right? So there was a, 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 a breaking, there was a, a severance, a broken relationship. Now think about it. There was a broken relationship between us and, and God the Father, the creator of the universe, El Shaddai, Elohim is his name. And then 
He had already created an environment, but there was that disconnection. And then he said, I'm going to send my son. I'm going to send my son, Jesus, and he's going to be the go-between. So now not only was he the reconciler of the world, but he was the great intercessor. Hallelujah. He was the gift of God. He was the word of God being made manifest in the flesh. So there you have what we needed already. He came to the earth with Mary. And then, you know, that was a sticky situation, okay? Again, confusing, ain't it? But it was powerful. His name was Emmanuel, God with us. So the thing about it was when he gave Jesus and Jesus said, now I'm going to be, I'm going to take on the sin of the world. And I'm going to take everything that you could ever do, will do, and think you're going to do. I'm going to take on that part. And you'll be in fellowship forevermore with the Lord, with God, the Father. So then the Holy Spirit was like, man, that's good. So Jesus was the proclamation, the demonstration of what God had had in his heart for us, right? So then Jesus came. So now he reconciled us. And then we get the ministry of reconciliation. And then when we came into being and we got born again immediately right then when he filled us with his spirit he said aha now I'm gonna give you that same ministry so now I'm gonna you gonna reconcile the world come on I'm going somewhere we're the bearers of the miraculous right so now I'm gonna, I'm gonna use you to reconcile the world I need you to be a me in the earth he said that we're created in his image and in his likeness male and female Come on, no feminists here, right? He said that you will do greater works than I've done. And we know Jesus did greater works. He went about doing good, healing all those that were oppressed by the devil. Ah. But the good part is, going back to my mama, she always said, Curlin, you're my reconciled baby. Now, I'm going to tell you how black mama said it. Because, again, I'm like, y'all got a divorce. It was probably, like, around when I was, like, five or six when I fully became aware of it. And she was shaking. And it will always be when I'm in trouble, though. <laughs> like, well, this is not a great time to tell me this. <laughs> and she was like, and when I came to the earth, uh, you know, when they, they hit the baby on the bottom Men, I don't know if you were in the room when your, your spouse had a baby, but they, the doctors or the nurse, they turn the baby and they help pop. And you know why? They get that mucus out. That's the medical part. But the other part, life, the air, the first breath that they breathe, right? And what do they do? Ah! I came into the world crying. I was cry, CB was my name, crybaby. I know, Ted, that's what I said. So now you're saying I'm a crybaby that reconciles the world? How does that work out? But there's strength in tears, right? So crybaby, cry, cry, cry. So anyway, so when I came to the, as I was growing up, that's what she would always say, Carolyn, you, you're my reconciled baby. You're my reconciled baby. You're my reconciled baby. I'm like, all right, perfect. 
But now I come to understand that it's far more greater than that. Who would have known that God would have said, Carolyn, I've called you to reconcile the world. I've called you to be a barren murder. I've called you to be a miracle worker. Uh, declare the gospel to the earth. Who would have thought? That that crybaby that got hard-heartened by the world that would get born again, be filled with his spirit to reconcile other broken relationships. Who would have thought? Who would have thought but such a God like that? Who would have thought that God would call you in the midst of whatever circumstance you came to the earth? That he would have called you and say, hey, I knew you'd be a winner's. I knew you were going to be filled. You were going to get what you need to activate you to do the work of the ministry. So when he reconciles, it's a coming, a bringing together. So now the world will have you on a whole nother journey, right? So it's something in the name. It's something when we speak over ourselves or speak that we have to be careful. I know it sounds cute, but it wasn't really cute. The only thing I can identify that my mama has ever said, and you know what I cling on to right now, is that, Carolyn, you're my reconciled baby. I said, baby, you are so right, mama. You know why? Because that's what God said. I was like, she was a Jehovah Witness. I don't even know if she knew that was scriptural. <laughs> I don't think so. I'm going to ask her when I talk to her. Because she was declaring over me what I would be. Didn't even know it. God has declared over you that you have the ministry of reconciliation on the inside of you. So when we declare that we are bearers of the miraculous, it is so. It's not, oh, no, not me. Quit saying that. No, it is you. You are the one that carried the anointing to heal, to declare a word over someone. Whatever the, the anointing of God will carry you and lead you to do, that's what you need to be doing, what you need to focus on, what you need to understand. Because the, the walk of the spirit is really, it's the faith, it's the activating of what you come into reality to. And I'm going to explain that. So let's go to Acts 10. Ah, so when you have time, I want you to read the whole chapter of Acts 10. It's awesome. But I'm going to be talking about Cornelius. Cornelius, the Bible declares that he was a devout man. He loved God. He fellowshiped with God. Go to 2. That's what I'm, I'm talking about. He says, Cornelius is a devout man who feared God with all his household. He gave alms generously to the people and he prayed continually to God. It's important that we pray. He said about the ninth hour of the day, he saw clearly in a vision. An angel of God came in 
and said to him, Cornelius. And he stared at him in terror and said, what is it, Lord? He said to him, your prayers and your alms have ascended as a memorial before God. So tell me, you need to be very familiar in prayer, your own prayer life. Say, I am a woman. Those that are women say women. Those that are men say your part. There we go. Okay, let's try it again. I am a woman, a man. Those that are men say men. I am a man. Thank you. Thank you. A prayer. Now I'm going to make it easy. Say, I am a person of prayer. I don't know. Something about when you ain't ate lunch. You're like, wait, that's, that just seems so hard. I don't know why I can't say my part. <laughs> it's okay. Sister Curly got you. <laughs> so, in one text, it says that he wasn't even born again. So, that, that, that tells us something, that to have a relationship with God first he was already developed in fellowship with prayer. So all he needed was what the right atmosphere, the right person to bear the word of God. And later on, we're going to see it was Peter. Hallelujah. All right, it says, so now send men to Joppa and bring Simon, who is called Peter. He is lodging with one Simon. So there were several Simons just for understanding purposes. So it was Simon the Tanner, and then later on, you know, Simon later on became, his eyes were open, and then that's where you, you're going to run in and see about, he, his name became Paul. All right, I just had to clear that up. Whose house is by the sea. When the angel who spoke to him departed, he called on his servants, a devout soldier from among the house who attended him. And having related everything to them, he sent them to Joppa. So as he was fellowshipping with the Lord, the Lord opened up his eyes and he began, sent an angel and he began to speak to Cornelius. Cornelius, responding to the spirit, goes and get one of his servants and tell him what the Lord said. So if that ain't walking by the Spirit, I don't know what is. Because you have to have a measure of faith to walk after the Spirit. So Peter's vision. The next day as they were on the journey and approaching the city, Peter went up on the housetop about the sixth hour to pray. What do you see similar? Prayer. Cornelius prayed. Peter prayed. And everybody getting caught up in the Spirit. Hallelujah. And he began, he became hungry and wanted something to eat. But while they were preparing it, he fell into a trance. Now, one had an open vision. He fell into a trance. One would say a dream, so to speak, right? The heavens opened. Well, I did it the opposite. I'm sorry. A trance, his was more open because it says the heavens opened up and something like a great sheet descending, being let down by its four corners upon the earth. It were all kinds of animals, reptiles, birds of the air, and there came a voice to him. So another thing that's similar to Cornelius, when you fellowship with the Lord, so if you're taking notes, when you fellowship with the Lord, you can expect the Lord to talk back to you. Oh, yeah. 
<laughs> so a relationship ain't a one-sided conversation. I know us ladies, we love it. Especially you get us and you get around us and we want to tell you about our day. We I'm a woman, so I know. But there's a part in the break where we like. So God wants you to respond. Let him talk back to you. Don't be so quick to rush in, quick to rush out, and you don't wait and be still and learn how to be still in the presence of the Lord so he can talk back to you. Because he like, well, baby, I want to talk back to you. No, this is to keep you together. Not you as the relationship you on the earth, man and woman, but I'm saying you and the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, because he wants a relationship with you too. We think earthly, that is good, that is wise, but one of the things that the Lord wants to highlight to you, you asking me stuff, I want to reveal stuff to you, but you can't hear it because you're rushing in and you rush out. There's not really a time that I can really reveal you my ways, my promises to you, what I have for you, because you're so busy. Come on now. If this is us, just raise your hand. I know this. Oh, we got resistance. <laughs> it's all of us. It is all of us for the fact that we do it. We do it. So, so what Peter did, I'm going to go on down. Hallelujah. Shetele mensora. Bingan sora. So God gave him some instruction, Peter. I'm not going to read what Peter, what God told Peter yet, because ultimately this is what happened. God gave Cornelius a piece and he gave Peter a piece. The whole plan was for them to meet in the middle. Can I take this off? Oh, yeah. Thank you. His plan was to meet in the middle for them to meet because they had a piece of the puzzle. We all have a piece of the puzzle. Your Holy Ghost, your Holy Ghost, my Holy Ghost. The Spirit of God is saying we're the body, we have a piece. So you don't have all of the part. We are many members, one to another. So we carry the whole part. This is why we, 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 we are fellowshipping and learning each other. I'm telling you, I went and called somebody this week. And I'm going to tell you, it's Miss Rhonda. Boy, when you talk to Miss Rhonda, Miss Rhonda stirs me up. I was kind of telling about what I'm preparing for today, and I, I really didn't want to tell her the message because I didn't know really what it was supposed to look like or if I had a sound message. But we was talking about totally something else, and we started talking about the Word of God. I was eating pad thai. I was like, oh, Miss Rhonda, I got it. I got it. And I was just driving home, and I said, man, you know what? I want to be one of those people that when you call me, something good is stirred up, that you are more prepared to go in his presence than you be like, oh. How many know that sometimes there are people that are drainers, but we want to be the inspirers and the carriers, the bearers of the anointing, that when you talk to one of us, that we should expect others to be turned on for Jesus. I don't know about you, but there is something to 
the anointing that it, it motivates, it inspires, and it, it literally clears up your mind because you can have the bad attitude, which is the wrong attitude, and have a right attitude, which is right as right. I wish I could say that again, but I'm not. <laughs> I'm not going to do it. He, he mentally refreshes your attitude. So when them old saints say that he's a barren birder, he's an attitude changer, you get in the, listen, it is our good level best to get in the presence of the Lord. Because if you meet any of us outside of those, those things, well, we all know, and then we love by faith. That's what we do. So Cornelius is centurion, uh, upright, he says it again. A, a, a centurion. So he was one that carries authority. He didn't say the tanner. That was the person that works with leather. So he was a craftsman, Simon Peter. But I'm just wanted you to see the different classes of people. So he was an upright and God-fearing man who is well spoken of by the whole. That means when he went around town, and listen, when he went around town, you knew who Cornelius was. Not the one from Soul Train, but God, I love Jesus. I do, I do. Seriously. But the one who was well <laughs> Soul Train. Okay, never mind. We will talk about it later. Just, just ask Brandon. He'll, 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 he'll help you out with that. But how, how many know that when you fellowship with God, God would We talked about names. He'll change your name. What's that song we sing? He picked me up, turned me around, placed my feet on solid ground. I thank the master. I thank the savior. I thank God. We are declaring what he did for us. It's an old song that says, what he done for me. He healed my body, what he done for me. Well, we can definitely declare and have a testimony of what God has done. So, Cornelius had a good name. Say a good name. How many of us want a well name that one people talk about and, and call you blessed? Amen. Amen. Me too. So, a well-spoken name by the whole this says the whole Jewish nation was directed by a holy angel to send for you to come to his house and to hear what he has to say. When you have a good name, there are some things people want to hear you have to say. So I'm talking to Miss Rhonda. Hallelujah. She has a good name. So he was invited. So he invited them to be his guests. So some people he invited. So the next day he rose up and went with them and some of the brothers from Joppa and accompanied him. And on the following of the day, he entered Caesarea. Caesarea. Cornelius was expecting them and had called together the relatives and close friends. Can we say they was about to have a Holy Ghost meeting? He said when two or one get together, that he is in the midst. You get holy. Listen, you get a... a a follower of Jesus, a man of prayer, a devout man, and then you get Peter, 
another man a prayer. So when the saints gather, something got to happen. When we gather, something is supposed to happen. It ain't just our pastors, our leaders, but you. Something got to happen. You got to expect that something happens. You got to expect that when you open your mouth, something happens. Because you have fellowship with the one that has reconciled the world, and it is in you, and you are the bearers of the miraculous. And you are anointed. Say, I am anointed. I don't believe you. If you was in a fist fight, how could you persuade someone that you anointed? Are you going to say it that way? Are you going to say, I am anointed? Probably not like that. But you'll say something like that. You'll say, I am anointed. I am anointed. I am anointed. Talisha is anointed. Hallelujah. Everybody in this room is anointed. Because that's how we feel at Winners Church, right? Let's look over here. I love this. I say it all the time. It says, we were born to win. This is another confession. You could take it on your phone. But if y'all, do y'all ever pay attention to that? Amen. That is something. We were born to win. But to be a winner, you must what? And what? And what? Oh, that was weak. And what? To what? To win. Hallelujah. I don't know about you, but there are some people that are expectors in this house. If you are an expector, raise your hand and give God praise because I am expecting to see the miraculous. I am expecting God to use me, to use us, to use us for what? For this end time move. There are people that don't even know what you carry. Hallelujah. They don't know. They don't know. Because if they would have known that Jesus was the Messiah, the great teacher, the one that came to reconcile the world, they wouldn't have did what they did. But because they did what they did, we thank them. We thank you. We thank you because it was a setup for a come up to him to die, to rise, and to be living again on the right hand of a father, making intercession for us. Hallelujah. And that's where the confidence is. The confidence that we, we are that. That is us. We are that. We are the, we, we, we carry the anointing. We carry it so strong. But here's the choice. The sovereignty choice is that you increase it. Or you decrease it. How you live your life. Let's go to Romans. We're going to talk about it. So here's a point. Number one point is the cost. And under the cost. Tell me if I'm going too fast. You're going to have to have faith. A life of obedience and trust. And what Hilda said. Being consistent. All right. So the second point, oh, this would be like 1B, 1A, 1A. The dangers of not walking after the spirit. So let's go to Romans 7. Hallelujah. Amen. Hope this has been a blessing to you.
Again, I'm just hanging out with the Lord, just trying to follow the way of the Spirit. Um, not to add to or detract what God is doing, but I thank God that he's funny. I thank God that he empowers us by his spirit to go and do what he's called us to do in bowling. Because one day you might have to get up here. One day you may have to lay hands on the sick at the hospital. One day you're going to leave. <laughs> and what I say is, always remember this. When it's your turn, burn, baby, burn. Because then you're going to be... Lord, I don't know if I can, Lord, if you don't come, if you don't come, hey, 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 I might as well sit down, okay? Because if you're part of winners, you get thrown out there. You don't get a courtesy card. You show up to serve, and then next thing you know, you're serving to the masses, and you're like, oh, I just thought I was serving hot dogs. I didn't know I was serving hot dogs and praying, <laughs> laying hands on the sick. Yes! Pastor will do it. We will all do it. You do it. Y'all all do it. We all do it, right? Amen. So we used to it. Hallelujah. So uh, chapter 7, 6. But now we are delivered from the law, that being dead where, wherein we were held, that we should serve in the newness of the spirit, not in the oldness of the letter. If you read chapter 7 and even 6, it talks about uh, sin and the law. And this is one of the things the Lord showed me about sin and the law. Sin is something that operates in our, our bodies, right? Our flesh. In our minds. Our minds, our will, and our emotions, right? The senses. The law which is made up of rules, I call it the flesh constitution. It gives you a lot of do's and don'ts, and it's not designed for you to win. It is designed to keep you in bondage. It is designed for you to live in a fortified atmosphere. It oppresses you, it dominates you, and it pushes you around and tells you what to do. That is the sin law constitution. But what Jesus did, we talked about it earlier. He came to destroy the works of the flesh. And so when you have the letter, the Mosaic law, the Ten Commandments, right? And all these other things, even the one that came to free us up. What did he tell the ones when he would heal them? Go. Go to the priest and you tell them. So God was showing us that there's a way that you can live free and still color outside of the lines. Come on, Jesus. I'm going to say it the other way. There is a way we can live free and still not be bound by the law, but still walk in the ways of God in this life, in this earth. That's what really we've been trying to figure out, right? Come on. I know. Praise God. But listen, the Lord helped me today. He helped because I've been praying, because I've been, there's things that I feel like that um, in me and what I see, that it ain't quite like what I want, 
But God says, Curlin, if you would walk after me and keep my ways and if you would earnestly discipline yourself to stay in my presence, those things don't matter. And I will work them out for you again. I will literally take those things. So what is he saying to us? We have been focusing on those things. That's why you get you have a religious spirit. That's what keeps you in the religious mindset. That's what keeps you outside of, 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 of the lines to not be on the outside, to go into the deeper place, the deeper waters where God said, I'm calling you to come. I'm calling you to come. That I haven't bound you to that. Right then, the, the spirit, of, it broke off limitations off my mind in finances. It broke off the limitations of my mind when you can see a thing. You can see it. Some of us been seeing it, been writing it, been praising around the wall of it. Some of us been, been speaking to the mountain. And then, and then come good old, the sin constitution. Telling you what you can't do. And God is like, I didn't say that. I didn't say that. So then you have somebody in the middle like, God said it. Oh, no, no, no. That's the enemy lying to you, cheating you of what is already provided for us. And then you like, okay, so, okay, when I mess up, I got to get on the sin train because I got to wait. I got to wait. Now you playing double dutch with the sin letter, and then you acting like you don't know what to do. Then you get confused. You get confused because then you now have took your eyes off Jesus, and then now you got your eyes on you. Self-pity. Self-pride. Read Matthew 16. Go there really quickly. Matthew 16 and 24. Self-pride is this, an excessive, <laughs> absorbed unhappiness. Then said Jesus unto the disciples, if any man will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. Deny is this. Refuse to give or grant. Admit the truth of existency. So when we fail to deny ourselves and we get into self-pride and self-pity, we can't even do go down to 25. For whosoever will save his life shall lose it, and whosoever will lose his life for my sake shall find it. Go down one more. Is that it? For what is a man profited if he shall gain the whole world and lose his own soul? Or what shall a man give in exchange for his soul? That, that's the cost. So we walking out life like I, I know what the cost is. I know what I got to be doing one day. Then the next day, I'm on the self-pity train, the self-pride train. Well, maybe you didn't say it. Well, maybe, maybe I was just in a euphoric state. Now we're going to put some, some knowledge on it. Maybe I was, you know, you know, people say, you know, I was just excited because of the meeting and I was standing by Anna and maybe she accidentally touched me and maybe that was for Anna and not for me. Maybe that wasn't for me. Maybe I just, but where does that come from? The Bible says that your spirit 
and your flesh are, are constantly at war. They're constantly fighting for your attention. So, so if we know that the enemy is, 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 is going to have a fight for you, and then God's like, God is going to always be on this side having his hands up, extended out. The enemy is going to probably do more like this. If you ever been to a religious church, you look at them old religious people. They always are the cute. Well, I, I mean, did you see? Did you see? Look what she got on. Did you see? She up here laughing in church. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't. Oh, 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 she waving her hands, didn't we? Look at that slip. Look at that slip. Where's her slip at? Where's her slip? Some of y'all don't even know what. <laughs> I used to wear slips and stockings. Oh, oh, what I'm preaching in? Jezebel. That's Jezebel. It's a spirit of her. That's Jezebel. She shouldn't be preaching. She should be just teaching the married people how to be a good wife. Well, here's a fact. I am not married yet. You better call the one that called me. I had to tell somebody that this week. I blocked him quick. I said, well, we won't even have to have this discussion. <laughs> Block game strong. You know why? Because you got to be that protective of your anointing. You got to be that protective of your atmosphere. Because here's what we're saying. God has provided an atmosphere for us, for us to go anytime we want to. But if we keep contemplating on and having self-pity and in denial of what it really is, you'll never go to that place. You'll never go deeper. You'll never go higher. You'll never expand and see that all God has in the expanse of your journey, of what he's called you to do. Listen, I got like three, two pages of notes, and guess what? I just got to use what I got because he said it's in you. I went back over the years, and somehow on my phone, I got prophetic words from pastor. I went through them last night, and I'm telling you, I'm right where he said, baby. I'm right in the mix of things. You know why? Because there was a season I didn't know who I was. I thought I still was going to be carnal and crazy, acting a fool. This part of Carolyn, the Holy Ghost Carolyn you see right now, is not the one that came walking through this door 10 years ago. Hallelujah. It's not the same. So when you have a lost attraction of a moment of denying the exact reality of who you are, think back about yourself. Think how you used to be. Shh. I'm telling you. Hallelujah. Give glory to God because we are not who we were. So even the devil will even try to trick you. Be like, nah, you ain't say, you ain't say, you ain't say, you, I don't know, I don't know, you didn't have really nothing to go through. Oh, yes, I did. He was about to beat my brains out. I was almost about to kill myself or somebody else. Oh, no, I'm saved. I'm saved. I'm saved. <laughs> you better tell the devil you are saved, filled with his spirit, doing what God asked you to do. I did not look nothing like them words in a time when God said it. It, it, it lifted me up because I, I was like, Lord, I don't even know what to study no more. Like, I, I don't even know. Like, where are you going? I want to take you from the notes. 
Y'all see I'm over here for a reason. Because one of the words was like curling, God going to formulate a thought. And out of that thought, you're going to be able to, to impart in the people what I've downloaded in you in a moment. And it's going to be fresh revelation. It's going to bring them higher and they're going to walk in a greater manner of God's spirit. Well, who needed that word? I needed that word to tell y'all today. But I'm telling you, I didn't look nothing like that. I didn't look nothing like that years ago. When we started out, listen, you mought have catch one. You probably, but praise God. Thank God for his anointing and his spirit. Thank God for the refreshing and the renewing of his word. Because he loves you just that much. He loves you that much. All right. The other dangers. It says uh, 22, life through the spirit. For I delight in the law of God after the inward man. So we're talking about the inward man. This is why you can't locate that sin constitution. You got to put it down, tear it up constantly, and remind it and put it in its place. But he says, I love it. <laughs> this is Apostle Paul wrote in Romans. He said, but I see another law in my memory. Some of us see another law working. It ain't the law of the Lord. He said, warring against the law of my mind and bringing me into captivity to the law of sin, which is in my members. That's what we're talking about. He said, oh, wretched man that I am, who shall deliver me from the body of this death? He says, I thank God through Jesus Christ our Lord. So then with the mind, I myself serve the law of God. That means even though you see it and it's like trying to catch up with you, you keep your mind straight and say, I'm, gonna, I'm committed to serve the law of God. I'm committed. As for me and my house, I'll serve the Lord. Serve him with all you got. Sometimes you may not even think you're faithful. Well, I missed a couple of Sundays. Well, I was out. I was out. So I guess I'm not a part of winners. Yes, beloved, you are. But the enemy will have you come in here and be beating your brains out, telling you some crazy stuff. That, don't, that ain't even what God said. So you're warring to get, you battling even to get in the presence. That is vital. Because really by Wednesday, if you, have you anybody ever did this before? Sunday is the new day. We go out of here, we, we have the greatest meeting gathered together, right? Because in the presence of the Lord, there is liberty, there is strength, right? You get out, you ain't really reading your word, you kind of pity pat. By Wednesday, you on fumes. Your, your spiritual tank is like empty, empty, empty. And that's why people, I believe it was a carnal person that came up with hump week. What do you mean hump week? So we got that in our minds like, oh, God, you on Tuesday. You're like, man, tomorrow going to be Wednesday, girl. It's hump week, girl. We just, and then people be posting on Facebook camels and you riding. And they, you're like, ah. And it's real bad if you work at a job because they be like, happy Monday. Everybody's skipping in to work. You know what I'm saying? Like having their coffee, talking about fresh day, fresh day, fresh day. Then Tuesday, they have one with emoji on there talking about, yeah. And then here go that camel cup. Girl, it's, it's Wednesday. <laughs> Thursday, you fool around, got a check sign on it. I didn't check that, girl. I'm, shoot, let me get my purse. <laughs> Anybody going to lunch? <laughs> it, girl, it's 
10 o'clock. I know. Anybody going to lunch? Can I use, can I use my time? <laughs> Who going to lunch? Text Anna. Anna, you going to lunch? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Then her, this is Friday. Happy Friday, everybody. I would, I would walk down to work and I'd be like, what do you mean, happy? What? You was like checked out Thursday. I mean, I tell you some committed people, they would be like Thursday. Happy month, Friday Eve. I was like, I ain't never heard of that in my life. How you get happy Friday Eve? You just ain't even acknowledge the Lord. Every day is the Lord's day. Say every day, every day. is the Lord's day. That's why I say this is the day the Lord has made. I said every sun, every every day on the recording. I be and listen, the Lord, cause you know what I'm telling you, cause He dealt with me. Cause by Monday I'll be like, I'm gonna see if Rhonda don't want. No, she don't want to get on the line. Hilda, can you do it? <laughs> baby, if I battled in my body the night before, I'm like, they'll be going live at 12:30. <laughs> But he, he like, no, you're going to do it. Keep doing it. You're flexing your spiritual muscle because the inconsistency, inconsistency lies the power. You got to develop your faith, mother. You got to go through something. You, listen, it ain't easy. I, I invite anybody to get up at 6 and do it because sometimes I want to like have my bamboo scarf on and look like Erica Badu praying in the Holy Ghost. But it ain't, you know, it don't work for everybody. You know, they ain't going to understand. They ain't, you know. Some just click out. I'll be like, oh, did I look rough? Because <laughs> I'll be like, whoo. But he said, Carolyn, I don't care if nobody show up. See, this is how you know when you're in the flow and in your ministry. There's going to be times nobody show up, nobody calling your name, nobody saying, giving you praise, nobody's blowing the wrong trumpet like, hey, here comes Carolyn. Da, 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 da. No, you're going to be just you and the Lord. Right. And you better have something. Because that's where you're training. He's building you up. And he's building you up. And then you be like, oh, I didn't got something. The Lord didn't say something to me. You're like, oh, the Lord didn't say something to me. I got something to say, boy. Wait till Wednesday, boy. <laughs> Wednesday come around. I got something to say. Then, like, one person come in and click out. And you be like, I had something to say. <laughs> I, I really did have something to say. And God's like, say it anyway. Declare it anyway. Because those are the times God saying, if you be faithful to my word, if you submit and humble yourself under the mighty hand of God, I will raise you up before great and mighty men. Hallelujah. All right, I got to hurry up. So, Guess what? So God got us in this thing for a reason. And eight, now the other part to that is when Jesus died, he, the Bible says that he became a curse for us, right? Curses is everyone that hangeth on the tree. The curse was sin, and the result of sin is being separated from the life of God, that ultimately you will die. So we're talking about a spiritual death, 
a physical death, and you walk around just... But I, definitely, we can pinpoint why the children of Israel, they were carnal. They were carnal people who did not, they had the, the type and shadow of Moses was their great intercessor. Their high priest was Moses. He was the deliverer. He was what God is to us. He says, I am. He was the I am. And then listen, a man will get tired. So what happened? What happened? Moses was shining I mean, listen, he had to wear a little thing over his face because they said the consonants because he hung out with the Lord so much. Baby, one day he got mad. He like, I didn't figure that. We didn't walk this thing for 40 years. Now, who, did, who, who, who had the map? <laughs> I'm mad now. He got so mad. Then, So sin. When you get carnal, what do you do? You cast out for his strength. The Bible says that where there's no vision, if we perish, we can't. He lost vision. And then, listen, there was no redemption for him. God's like, okay, Moses, so you didn't have me and my spirit write this down? Help you write this down? I love you, but you ain't going. That, he didn't enter in, people. But we, we, we are under great and, and, and precious promises. Praise God. So when we mess it up, we jack it up. we like, Carolyn, I'm with you again. My spirit is with you always. That's where the hope is. The glorious hope is that God is with us, Emmanuel, and he'll go as for, keep on working with you. He'll keep on working with you till you out of here. And it's good to even be in the beloved. It's good to be, even be saved. Because if you ain't saved, we already know where you go, where you will spend eternity. So the gospel is this. The good news is this. God is with us. The, the, the benefits of living by the Spirit is life and peace and prosperity. Ain't that what he promises? When you are walking after the Spirit... It, because we sometimes think walking out the Spirit is like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It ain't even that. It's just a life of obedience. You hearing and obeying. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Being totally aware of what's around you. The Spirit. You, you fellowshipping with him. You, you, he fellowshipping with you. You can be at your car. Sometimes I'll be like, when I, I'm be not, but then you know you got to drive, right? And then it's always, you know, for me, I ain't going to even say. Sometimes people roll up of different persuasion, and I'm like, shut that. Oh, let me get myself together. I don't want to be looking crazy. Like, you know what I'm saying? You got to, like, get that together. But God's like, I want you to, to give me some expression. I want you to praise me. I want you to worship me because that is the place that will renew you, fortify you, bring life to your dreams. So when he came, he added what? The spirit to the letter. Hallelujah. There's scripture for that. So when he came and he added spirit to the letter, go to 2 Corinthians 13, 14. So this is number two, the benefits of living a spirit-led life. You get life, peace, prosperity. You get to fellowship with the Holy Spirit. And he's the one that helps you stick and stay. That's how you live a committed life. 
that is third. Only three points. So we're trying to figure out, how, how can I live more committed life? How can I live more spirit-filled life? It's doing all of these things. Not one thing, not in a religious fashion, by no means. But when you have a relationship with somebody, do you all, now this could be true, but this is why we don't like it. No one likes to be told what to do. I know I don't. Be told. <laughs> uh oh. I was like, oh, I'll say it again. <laughs> Why? Because then that it's like a ugh, like a resentment almost. Like, wait, wait a minute, I got I got a mind, I got something to do, you know. So when you're in your relationship, I have realized that sometimes I try to tell the Lord what to do. It's probably not not worked out for me. I will say that's why I'm a new creation in Christ Jesus. Old things have passed away, but old things are new. I had to repent, and the only way I found this out was by hanging out with Him. You can't tell the Lord. And then I find myself, when you hang out with God, he shows you you for a reason, to repent, change your way. A lot of religious people or people don't want to hang out with the Lord because, oh, man, it's all bad, but it's all good. Because that's the ways of repentance. And where there's repentance, there's restoration. Where there's restoration, there's justification. And where there's justification, there's empowerment to do. God's grace. Amen? So we want to praise God for that. So, so when I'm, I'm doing this, I said, oh, God, I'm a manipulative little something. Jesus, forgive me. So now I'm bossy. I'm a, I can be manipulative. I know it ain't you. It's okay. Y'all pray for Sister Karen. But these are the things that lies underneath that you don't see until you start hanging out with the Lord. And he, revealed, he said he's the what? The spirit of what? He's a spirit of what? Truth. And he reveals all what? <laughs> you better bet your bottom dollar. He reveal it. He'll reveal it. So when people try to tell you who you are, you're like, that is not how I am. I think you're wrong. You're deflecting. You're right. <laughs> no, if I've been with the Lord and I'm trying to love on you and tell you, then maybe we ought to listen. It's not that we're trying to hurt your feelings, but we love you enough to say, this is what my observation is. If you don't want it, fine. I will still pray for you. But I, th there's something in us that I always want to make people, you know, go higher or do something. Especially girls. We like to be, no, we're going to do it this way. Come on. <laughs> right? That's our nature. We are together friends. So when you get a group of women, we are together people. So when you don't follow what we're saying, you're in trouble. Now that is for you, Brandy. <laughs> <laughs> but but he, he works with us all. Say he works with me. He's working with me right now. Amen. So as we close, stand to your feet so I know that I'm done. The Lord loves us enough that he's helping us out. I thought this is really cool because I, didn't, I really didn't know how the Lord wants to do it, but he wants us to know that, listen, he ain't the man. He not putting us in handcuffs. He's the Holy Spirit. He's the one that brings power, brings power for us to live. Come on now. That's what I'm talking about. Stand by your man, girl. I know that's right.
God is standing with us today. So our prayer, even for pastor, when you start hanging out with the Lord, you'll start seeing things different. You'll start praying different. You'll start seeing your brothers and sisters different. And it won't be by the sin constitution. It's going to be by the letter and the spirit. Because they are one. Hallelujah. So if you feel like this was you, man. You're like, man, Sister Carolyn, I just... All else, you know, I just want you to pray for me this week. I want you to really pray. And I, you want us to agree. Me and Hilda, would you go get Miss Rhonda? Would you go get Miss Rhonda? Let us pray for you. Because listen, there is nothing more. And I'm, I, I've, I've taken on something. As long as many times you need to get to the altar. Because that's the devil too. I'm tired of his schemes. I'm tired of his, well, you went last week. I, I got delivered last week. So what you need today? Because God is pouring out his spirit right now. You don't have to always be in a, in a total mess to need more of him. Okay, let's just talk practical. But by the Holy Ghost. Because he knows you. He, he built you. He, he knows what will motivate you. He knows who will inspire you. He knows what needs to be said to get you on your way. Hallelujah. And who? Because he knows you. He says, I know every hair on your head. I know everything there is to know about you. Oh, God. I found myself this week. And I, I sung it out, and I said, Nakia, I'm getting to the place I don't really care. I really don't care. I don't care what people think. Because to do the supernatural, hallelujah, to do what God is asking us to do, you're going to look. For him, though. And it doesn't really mean that it's stupid. It just means others may not be comfortable with it. But when you can do it in his power, and you can do it in his strength, and people's lives are changed forevermore for the, for the, the spirit of the Lord wills it, then that's all that matters. So if that's you today, listen, we're just the carriers. But we want to agree with you today. I know everybody here is saved, filled with the power of God. You say, Carolyn, that's me. You want to step in. And you like, I'm trying to get out of my head. I want to, I want to step in and go farther, deeper, higher. Because the Holy Ghost is saying, I'm with you. I am for you. I'm here for you. Hallelujah. And he's waiting on you.
Good morning, Talisha. Can I pray for you today? You've been on my heart all week. Praise you. Let the Lord minister to your hearts before we begin. So pray in the Holy Spirit. Oh, as your spirit will hallelujah Lord we're here we're available we're hungry we want to go higher in you hallelujah so Hilda Miss Rhonda you can begin at the end I guess I'll work the middle I'll start with Talisha Hallelujah. Praise his name, his wonderful name. You can go ahead and pray a little bit stronger if you want. Hallelujah, hallelujah, Lord. We're available for you. We're hungry after you. You're the bearer of the